The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Well, hello, hello, hello. Dr. Fleck and I are looking forward to spending the next hour with you from our The Pet Buzz studios on the Gulf Coast of not-so-sunny Florida. It's a cold day here today. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I miss when I moved from New York down to Florida is I missed walking my dogs with my friends. And you've heard me say that. And it wasn't uncommon for me to walk my dogs in the morning with a friend from my building I lived in a loft building, and in the evening, I would walk with my dear friend Sammy and my god dog, Little Z. Sammy's not walking so much now because you know, the, uh, Doc, that he is recovering from COVID, so yes. it's very difficult for him. Recovering nicely, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, two months in the hospital and two hospitals, so I'm glad he's doing well. So now, it wasn't until I met Annie, my neighbor who lives down the street, that I realized how much I like walking with friends and their dogs. And it breaks up the monotony of the day. It makes it more relaxing. So Annie's dog, Rudy, loves walking, and and he's great. He's a little white fluff ball, and he fits in with my pack and really likes to walk. I think he likes to walk more than Annie. So Annie and I utilize the time, the dog walk time, to get some exercise and to catch up. And, you know, we talk about the news of the day. We talk about girl stuff. And really, it's a great way to relax. So... I really encourage everybody out there to find a friend, find a neighbor to walk at least a few times a week, and you and your dogs can have some uh, some companionship. It's good for you, especially now that we spend so much time in isolation due to COVID. So I am going to dedicate this show to my new neighbor and friend, Annie, and her dog, Rudy. That's nice. Yeah. So P.S. Annie, let's meet at the usual spot tonight, which is a garbage can on the corner. A garbage, a garbage can, can on, the corner. on the corner. That's our like meeting post. Okay. But now let's kick off the show with the weekly countdown. In segment four, Steve Haskin, the legendary horse racing journalist, is back. In segment three, we are talking with board certified pediatrician and pediatric emergency physician at Colorado Children's Hospital, Dr. Cinnamon Dixon. Dr. Dixon speaks about the increase of dog bites, During the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, in two, in this portion of the show, I chatted up with you about the latest celebrity pet gossip. And in Flex Fact, I talk about alopecia, hair loss in dogs. What a lucky dog. Twelve lucky dogs got to wear amazing toppers or beautiful design hats and terrific headpieces by some of the most notable milliners of Great Britain, Ireland, Australia, and Italy for a fundraising calendar. So joining us today to talk about the making of this amazing calendar is Awan Golding. Her hats and her fascinators and all types of headpieces have been worn by the likes of Meghan Markle, Lady Gaga, and so many famous aristocrats. She is also the dog mom to rescue dog Stevie. So Awan, welcome to the Pet Buzz. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. 
It's so exciting. The calendar is so beautiful. So congratulations. So, Awan, tell us about the Wild Heart Foundation, because that's the beneficiary of the calendar. And what prompted this Milner collaboration to create this wonderful, wonderful calendar? So I came across Wild at Heart Foundation through social media. They've got an amazing presence. They work internationally. So they help stray dogs around the world. um, And they have global rescue initiatives, adoption, sterilization programs, as well as education and awareness um, campaigns. So I just thought they did amazing work. Um, I kind of came to them um, to do the third year of this Oat Dogs calendar. really because of my dog, Stevie, and how much I kind of wanted to show that my bully breed dog was soft and lovely and not what, you know, people often think just by looking at her is sure. a mean dog. That breed discrimination, it's horrible. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So that was kind of the, the original concept was putting hats on, on these rescue dogs to show that actually they are special. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. So, you know, Let's talk about who was involved, what Milners were involved, and then describe some of the um, the beautiful canine hatware we're going to see when we open up the calendar. Um, okay, so basically a, a Wild at Heart Foundation works internationally. So this year I really wanted to kind of um, mirror that in my milliner choice. So I've got milliners from Australia, Argentina, France, Spain, um, but the biggest kind of ones are Philip Tracy and Stephen Jones. Oh, who, yes. Yes. We love them both. Yeah. I mean, they, they're like the big dogs, so to speak, in the millinery world. Um, so Stephen has made an Easter themed hat um, for April, which is this giant egg with little dog peeking out the top. It's so cute. Um, Philip has made a twisted pink cinema bow headpiece with a veil. Um, and you probably would have actually seen this uh, signature piece of his maybe on Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. or various other celebrities. So, you know, he's made one of his signature pieces for a rescue dog. I'm a hat head. So, yeah. and I'm a racing fiend. Oh, great. I always have a beautiful hat. And you know, the most important thing, you wear them once and you never wear them again. Well, I hope you could wear them again. Maybe next time when you're working in the garden. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You know, too fancy, too expensive for that. So what I think is so amazing about the calendar, it's like the hat's, or the headpieces suit the dog so beautifully. And a lot of that has to do with the coloring of the fur and their expressions. So I think a lot of that not only is, you know, obviously the work of everyone um, in the calendar, but also the beautiful pictures, the beautiful photography. So who was the photographer? So the photographer is a London-based French photographer called Aurélie Four, And she is actually also a dog mom. So she's got a kind of dog influencer called Marcel Lacorgi, who is just the cutest ever. So she's really great with dogs. She's really great with people. She was the perfect choice for the calendar. Oh, absolutely. Such beautiful work she did. Okay. So let's talk about some of the dogs in the calendar. We talked about the Milners. We talked about the photographer. We talked about the foundation. So tell us about some of the dogs and how they were chosen for the calendar. So, um, yeah, as I said, Wild at Heart works internationally. So a lot of the dogs that um, we have here in London have actually come from countries around the world. So I really wanted to represent most of the countries they work with. So we've got dogs from Cyprus, Greece, Russia, Lebanon, um, Bahrain. Um, obviously, we were also going for different looks and different breeds of dogs um, just to get a real variety in there. Um, and as you said as well, I was really actually trying to partner um, and pair each dog with the perfect hat for them. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what you do. That's other than designing, you have to find the perfect hat for the perfect personality. So I, I get that. You know, one of the stories I thought was really touching was the dog that was shot in the face as yes. part of a euthanasia program. And I think yep. one of the things that we try to do here at the Pet Buzz and our listening audience knows is that we cover breaking news from around the world. And I, I don't remember where that particular dog was from, but you know, um, in a lot of countries around the world, especially in Iran, um, you know, they've tried to poison dogs and shoot them on yeah. the street. So we like to bring attention to that. So I found that yeah. one dog so beautiful um, and just, you know, just very regal and his and his or her beautiful topper. So it was just fun to see that and to learn yeah. a little bit about, you know, not only the designers and, and see the photography, but also learn a little bit about the dog store. And I think that's really important. So yeah. the big question is, where and when can I purchase this fantastic calendar? <laughs> um, so we are currently crowdfunding um, on Indiegogo. But um, I think the easiest website to go to is the OatDogsCalendar.com website. So that's H-A-U-T-E, so DogsCalendar.com. Um, and that will redirect you to our crowdfunding campaign. Um, the calendar is roughly 19 US dollars so it's 15 pounds um, plus shipping but you obviously get a discount if you order more than one it is the perfect gift for Christmas um, it's the gift with a, a heart and tell us where we can find you uh, you can find me on my website or my social media so that's awan golding a-w-o-n-g-o-l-d-i-n-g.com and I'm also the head millinery designer here at Lock & Co., which is the world's oldest hat shop. Um, so if you go on their website, um, you'll be able to find my stuff too. Great. To learn more about the Wild Heart Foundation and their great work, go to wildheartfoundation.org. You will not be disappointed. Okay? listening to the pet buzz with pet trendologist charlotte reed and veterinarian dr michael fleck we love to communicate with you via social media use the pet buzz social media channels on twitter and facebook to make a comment or ask a question post a picture of your pet on instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality you can also write to us at team at the for more information about our show our guests and our buzzworthy freebies visit us at the what would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, Thanks Happy Pets. 
To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com. Thank you so much for joining the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by the Pet Dynamic Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, before Flex Facts, I'm going to spill the celebrity pet tea. You know, Chris Drenner, you know her as the mom manager to the Kardashian clan. Well, she just an adopted and abandoned poodle pup named Bridget with the help of some celebrity friends. It seems that dog lovers Christy Tyne and John Legend adopted Bridget's sibling Petey from the Wagmore Pet Hotel. Well, after Chris saw the dog, she got in on the act and adopted the little brown puppy. But rumor has it that Chris's boyfriend, Corey Gamble, is doing all the heavy lifting for the puppy. I guess the couple, that's Chris and Corey, will eventually share the pup's care. But don't be surprised if Corey takes care of the pup's daily needs and Chris turns the pup or the pooch into a superstar. Seems that the Kardashian show is coming to an end and Chris needs something to do. Well, also in the news, Nicole Kidman adopted a new pet, a new white and black cat named Louie. Louie joined the Kidman urban family with its two other cats, Ginger and Snow, Plus, of course, Jules, Kidman's first ever dog, which we reported to you last July. Well, I spill the celebrity pet tea. Now lick it up. Up next, Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. It's going to take long. You got the time. What's up, Dr. Fleck? What's up, Dr. Fleck? He's ready for the Flex Facts. Let's get into it. Well, I have to explain. So earlier in the week, Dr. Fleck and I were having dinner at an outdoor restaurant on the water, and but it's really next to a trailer park. So one of the things that we noticed while we were having dinner, there was a little dog with no hair being walked. After a few minutes of debating the breed. Oh, ah, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said it was a Westie. You said it was a... A poodle. Okay. I basically said to Dr. Fleck, so what brings on alopecia? But before we get started, why don't you tell the folks what alopecia is? Well, alopecia in dogs refers to hair loss that can be partial or complete. Okay. But it also refers to deficiencies in the dog's coat or a failure to grow hair at all. So alopecia can affect a dog's immune system, lymphatic system, endocrine system, and skin, which is why it's so important to form a treatment protocol plan as soon as possible. Also, you should note that skin and hair coat appearance is an indication of the general level of well-being or health of the pet. Okay, and I think a lot of us know that, and that's why a lot of the dog foods that we buy talk about it's a skin and coat formula, a healthy coat, right? Yes. Okay, so if my dog has alopecia or beginning to get it, Talk a little bit about the symptoms. Well, the symptoms of alopecia obviously appear in a dog's coat. Like you said. All right, so hair loss can be gradual and appear over a period of time, or it can be acute, resulting in sudden bald patches and other kinds of symptoms. So here are several signs of alopecia that might appear in dogs. You could have 
overall hair loss, loss of hair around the eyes and mouth, patches of baldness, symmetrical hair loss that appears in the same pattern on both sides of the body, crusting and inflammation of the skin, scaly skin, itchiness, and then lesions caused by scratching, discolored dark or gray patches of skin, oozing or bleeding around areas of hair loss. Gosh, so many symptoms. But really, what's the cause of alopecia? What do you think the number one cause of alopecia is in Florida? Charlotte? Fleas? Yes. Okay. All right. Many diseases, infections, infestations, and other conditions can cause alopecia in dogs. One of the diseases is mange. You see that a lot in your practice. I see it occasionally. Oh, okay. Yes, I see it occasionally. It's a condition that's caused by skin mites. Okay. It can lead to extreme hair loss and skin crusting. And if left untreated, the skin can become almost stone-like. So recognize that there's two types of skin mange. One is demodectic mange or the red mange and scabies. Scabies can be transmitted to people. So Cushing's disease is a relatively rare condition where the body overproduces steroid hormones that can cause hair loss as well. Infections of ringworm or bacteria can cause alopecia. Ringworm is a contagious fungal infection that presents itself as circular patches of hair loss with lesions, inflammation, and crusting. These sometimes clear up on their own, but it's usually best to seek treatment. And don't forget, ringworm is also transmitted to people, so good hygiene is very important. Bacterial infections can also be a source of alopecia, and it's usually necessary to treat them with antibiotics. Bald patches may result from the most common cause of alopecia, allergies. Dogs can be allergic to almost any substance, but flea bites are a common source of allergy reactions, particularly here in Florida. These reactions often lead to dogs chewing and scratching their skin, which can damage their hair coats. And if you see a lot of hair loss over the back, over the tail head, and around the collar, think flea allergy dermatitis. Some breeds are genetically predisposed to developing bald spots. And what breeds are those? The heredity condition is most harmless, and most dog owners just live with it rather than treat it. So those breeds, chihuahuas, doxies, greyhounds, and whippets. You know, pressure sores are interesting because I notice a lot of the big dogs have those, and that's a form of alopecia too, right? Yeah, the large dogs will have those because of laying on their elbows, and you lose hair and you get calluses. Other causes of alopecia in dogs include the following. Anxiety or nervous behavior like chewing and licking, uh-huh. diabetes, thyroid issues. I've had a number of thyroid cases that I've treated, hormonal imbalances, and exposure to chemotherapy and skin cancer. Okay. Tell me about the treatment because I think that's important. Well, and depend- is it expensive? Yeah. Well, depending upon the cause of the condition, will determine the source of treatment. You'll need to see your vet to determine what that cause of the alopecia is and what the treatment protocol will be. Antibiotics, antifungals, steroids, other anti-inflammatory new drugs are often used topically or orally to treat skin conditions and inflammation. Wow. Antihistamines can be used for some allergic reactions. Medicated shampoos can treat a number of infections, 
including mange. This can be expensive, right? Yeah, don't forget you got to treat topically and internally with most skin issues. But then I guess if the dog has fleas or flea-induced alopecia, what would you recommend? Flea and tick prevention products. Makes total sense, doesn't it? Right, and you should be having, your dog should be on that all year long anyway. So if alopecia is a result of your dog chewing and licking, you may need an Elizabethan collar or the collar of shame to stop that behavior. But you know what? I would also think you would need some, obviously, behavior-altering medication like Xanax or... You may need that, depending upon what the veterinarian recommends. And then how would you, like, get the skin in better condition? Well, you know, there's a number of supplements that you can add to your dog's diet that improve the coat health. Omega-3s, vitamin A, vitamin E, and zinc can help with the dry skin and certain skin infections, and they can keep the fur shiny and in good shape. However, you should always please, please, please follow your veterinarian's instructions. That's great. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Fleck facts for this week. Pretty awesome. Stick around. More of the pet buzz very soon. Bet you can't wait for my I Likey of the Week. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Tever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Tever Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TeverPet.com. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Welcome back. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. So let's kick off this segment with my I Likey of the Week. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. You know, fall weather brings rainy weather for not only dogs, but also for their people. And pet owners need some PRE, that's personal rain equipment. To keep dry, consider rain gear from Jules USA. That is J-O-U-L-E-S USA. Well, inspired by predictably unpredictable British weather, their collection of rainwear for men and women balance style with, of course, practicality. The company combines functional features with good-looking design details. Women will appreciate the hand-drawn prints and drizzle-defeating colors. Jules waterproof jackets and boots are all designed to keep your body and your feet nice and dry. All when walking, Fido, of course. I wear both their long and short boots for walking dogs and gardening. So, like I said, you're going to love the offerings at the Great Clearance on the clearance section of the website. 
J-O-U-L-E-S-U-S-A.com. All products come directly from the UK, so you might need to wait about a week for your delivery, but their rain gear is absolutely worth it. Okay, well, let's move on with our next guest. Okay. The consequences of the coronavirus pandemic have been far-reaching and devastating for many Americans, including their children. Seems as if there has been a surge of dog-biting children during the COVID-19 pandemic, an article recently published by the Journal of Pediatrics revealed. So joining us today is Dr. Cinnamon Dixon. Dr. Dixon is a board-certified pediatrician and pediatric emergency physician at Colorado Children's Hospital. Dr. Dixon's overall research program focuses on studying global child injury and trauma and developing and testing effective interventions. She has completed work related to dog bite prevention, gaming for child safety, and pediatric tobacco exposure. Dr. Dixon has presented extensively on child injury and trauma care, both nationally and internationally. She is a consultant for the World Health Organization and American Academy of Pediatrics, for which she has developed normative documents, policy statements, and educational courses and curricula for global child injury. Dr. Dixon, Charlotte and I are very pleased to welcome you to the Pet Buzz today. Well, thank you very much for having me on today. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're so excited that you're here. Such an interesting topic. So, Dr. Dixon, has there been an increase in dog bites since the pandemic? And who's getting bitten? Well, thank you for that excellent question. Um, yes, it does appear that there has been an increase in dog bites since the pandemic. Based on our Children's Hospital Colorado data, we've experienced a near threefold increase in dog bite rates presenting to our pediatric ED. In terms of your question about who's getting bit, we didn't narrow down the data to a more granular level of age, gender, sociodemographic, et cetera. But there is other uh, robust dog bite research that shows that uh, five to nine-year-olds have the highest incidence of dog bites overall. So why do you think that is? Well, uh, I think that there's a lot of factors which contribute to dog bites uh, in, at baseline. Obviously, child behavior, dog behavior, and the health of both, um, not to mention the environment. Unique to this time, however, um, is this uh, enactment of shelter-in-place orders that not only Colorado but elsewhere has experienced, essentially uh, increasing the time and exposure that kids have around their pet dogs. You know, I'm, I'm so glad we're having Dr. Dixon on talking about this topic because, you know, one of the things that we have covered over the course of pandemic is the increase of adoptions going on. Yes. And so many people are adopting dogs. Um, and a lot of times we think of those people as, you know, singles who need a COVID buddy to hang out with during the self-isolation or limited isolation as restrictions ease up. But a lot of families have adopted a dog and maybe or people have added another dog to their quote unquote family pack. So I think it's a great time to cover this research because maybe you're thinking about this time of the year because a lot of people start thinking about changes in their life and Christmas. And maybe the kids have been clamoring for a, a dog, whether it's a purebred that you buy or whether it's a rescue. So, um, right, Dr. Flex? Oh, so absolutely. I yeah. think it's uh, definitely an important topic. To yeah, cover. and you think of those 77 million dogs that uh, Dr. mentions. A lot more of those now are in families where they weren't before. 
Exactly. Sure. And, you know, it's interesting because dogs sleep 18 hours a day about. <laughs> so all of a sudden you have, you know, wound up, you know, Jimmy and Sally. Mm. Right. <laughs> who were like bored out of their minds and want to lie down and want to play with the baby or the, the baby dog or the new dog. You know, why aren't you playing with me? Why are you sleeping? Come on. Or, you know, sticking their hands in the dog bowl or giving it some treats and the dog gets a little aggressive and wants a little the bit dog more. says, it's my time for the sofa. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's, you know, it's all par for the course and, it, and at least we're giving people some ideas. They're thinking about what's going on. Okay, Dr. Fleck, you had a question. Yeah, so, Doctor, what, what strategies would you suggest to help prevent dog bites for these children? Right. Well, I think this is probably the, of the utmost importance and one of the reasons that we're wanting to talk about this so much at this time. I think the most important strategy is supervision of kids around dogs, and we know that that's not always possible. But for those times when it's not possible, especially for those older children, it's really important for parents to teach kids how to be safe around the dogs and to model those behaviors. So those includes things like not disturbing a dog who's in a high-risk situation like caring for puppies, eating, sleeping um, with its toys, um, as well as not um, reaching over fences or going through fences to see a dog on the other side. And then again, always... Uh, playing with dogs gently um, and teaching kids to move slowly around dogs. Uh, I didn't mention it, but it is true that for those five to nine-year-olds who have the highest risk um, of dog bites, those individuals are usually getting getting bit by a family or a known dog, but not necessarily their own dog, whereas the younger age tend to be bit by their own dog. And then... Um, for dog owners, it's, it's essential for dogs to stay healthy, um, get routine veterinary care, and to be socialized and properly trained. And I think with all kind of those three components together is really the only way that we can continue the benefits of these really great relationships that we have between kids and their dogs. I'm going to throw this in, Dr. Fleck. It might be a good idea to get dog bite insurance. <laughs> 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 Not to underestimate what you're talking about, of course, Dr. Dixon, but I think it's a really good idea. A lot of people have, you know, home insurance, mm -hmm. but they never think about adding the rider for the dog bite. And of course, depending on where you were, you know, some states practice, you know, breed discrimination. I know Colorado does in fact do that with some breeds of dog like bully breeds, but not all states mm -hmm. do. And then some insurance companies do not take certain breeds like your Dobermans, your pit bulls. So, you know, it's tough. Well, anything else you want to add? Well, I would just want to, again, reemphasize how important it is um, to, of course, supervise, but, but be mindful for all the families out there listening that it really is a great, uh, a great thing when kids um, live in a household with a dog. There's a lot of research that shows the health benefits of that. And, um, and so if it can be done safely, uh, I would recommend it, but certainly with a lot of parameters and prevention in place. Wow, such a valuable interview for families that listen in to us. So, Dr. Dixon, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you to you both. Have a great day. Thanks. Well, you know, that was such an interesting segment, especially now with financial pressures and school reopenings and, of course, the stress of the political situation. But... um. You know, 
it, just to remind everyone, that was Dr. Cinnamon Dixon discussing the increased dog bites during COVID-19 pandemic. You can learn more about her research in the Journal of Pediatrics. I will make sure to post a link to her research on our social media channels. And up next, Global Pet News. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. I'm petrinologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. country. So now it's time for the global pet news. And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. Check this out. A tipster notified police that 15 French bulldogs were languishing in horrific conditions with one deceased dog after animals were shipped from Jordan and arrived in Chicago without the needed documents last month. So presently, the dogs, these are French bulldogs now, are being treated by Chicago veterinarians after they were rescued from a cargo warehouse, get this, O'Hare International Airport. It seems the dogs were discovered at O'Hare International Airport after they were shipped to the United States via Jordan from Russia in August, and federal officials say their paperwork was forged to get around limits on the number of dogs any one person can import. So they've been in the care of Chicago French Bulldog Rescue, which is fighting their being sent back abroad. Because the dogs lack proper rabies vaccinations and weren't quarantined properly, ay ay ay. when they came into O'Hare, the CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control, last week ordered the rescue group to transport the 15 recovering pups Monday morning to O'Hare, where they were slated for deportation on a Middle Eastern flight. It seems that the dog's journey to the U.S. began last month when they were created, like I said, put on a plane to Moscow and eventually phoned to the U.S. after a week-long layover in Jordan. A delay which really gave the person shipping the dogs enough time to change the paperwork before they entered the U.S., But a spokesperson for the rescue group said that she was notified that all relevant agencies of the government, including Royal Jordanian Airlines, that this rescue, the Chicago French Bulldog Rescue, were not going to turn the puppies over to anyone. Additionally, she also noted that Alliance Ground International, that's the company that runs the warehouse where the dogs were found, of course, covered it in feces and urine and just disgusting, 
was issued two citations, one for 17 counts of animal neglect and a second for animal neglect that contributed to the death of that particular canine. So here's where it gets a little interesting. It seems that U.S. Representative Mike Quigley, he's a Democrat from Chicago, had been advocating for the dogs, who also credited U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth for reaching out to the CDC to share her concerns about the situation over the weekend. Now, that is quite an international story. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Flett? Absolutely. From Russia to Jordan to the U.S., shipped in a container. It's like so many movies that we've seen, right? Yeah. The last leg of the unusual Triple Crown is the Preakness, which will run on Saturday, October 3rd at about 6.20 on NBC. So let's get the rundown from one of our favorite guests. He is one of our favorite guests. And joining us today to talk about the Preakness, which is the oldest race to the Triple Crown, is Steve Haskin. Haskin has gained recognition for his annual coverage of the Derby, the Kentucky Derby, first as national correspondent for the Daily Racing Forum, and then as senior correspondent at the Blood Horse. He was elected to the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame Media Roll of Honor in 2016. And he now writes for the Secretariat.com website. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Steve, thanks for joining us today on the Pet Bus. That, would, that, that sounded very impressive. You, well, you yeah, are. Yeah, it does you sound are. impressive. You are. And you're we know impressive. you, so I guess you are you're impressive. You are so legendary. I mean, I'm in books <laughs> oh, that you've written for And years. legendary, yes. Yeah, yeah. books that you've written over in my own mind, right? Yeah. No, a legend in our mind. Okay, so, Steve, let's start with a yes. recap of the Kentucky Derby. Is it what you expected? It was not, actually. <laughs> tell you the truth. The, the, the funny thing is that, you know, I had my Derby dozen that I did uh, every week, uh-huh. and I, I refused to give in to authentic. He had a pedigree that did not say mile and a quarter at all. It looked like he was a miler to a mile and eighth horse. Uh, when he ran into Haskell, he just barely lasted. He just tried to give that race away and, and couldn't, even though he just barely held on to win by a nose. It, it shows you how much I know, and that was it. So I muffed on that one. <laughs> what do you think of the Preakness and the contenders there? Well, as far as authentic goes, again, there's an old better saying. If you miss the wedding, don't go to the funeral. So I'm going to make my selection to be art collector. He's the one horse that could pressure that horse. And I'm from the inside post, if he breaks sharply, there's two come from behind horses on the inside of him. I think he'll have the rail. And I think he should go right to the lead, make authentic, try and catch him. And if authentic wants to go to the lead, just dog him the whole way and put pressure on him. So I'm looking for uh, for art collector now. I'll give Authentic a second or so. And for a long shot, I like a horse called Pneumatic, who I've been following since he broke his maiden and won an allowance race. And I, he's, he's really getting good right now. I think he's starting to peak. His last race at Monmouth Park was his best race, speed figure-wise. So he's, I think he's listed at 20 to 1, I believe. So he would be my uh, long shot pick. But... It's, you know, it's it's just a crazy race being run in October. I still can't grasp that. I know. I was going to I was going to say to you, like, so how do you describe? I mean, this was like such a crazy triple crown year. I mean, nothing was in order. Like, tell us like about your I mean, should we count it? I mean, should real horse racing enthusiasts count it or just, 
you know, collect the memorabilia one day and like, you know, like I did. The glasses, exactly. the exactly. t-shirts, the posters. Exactly, the latter. You can't, you, can't, you can't put it with the other triple crowns because you can't start the triple crown with the Belmont Stakes at a mile and an eighth, which actually did not draw a good field. Now, the prep for the Belmont Stakes was the Peter Pan Stakes. Mm-hmm. And the Belmont Stakes this year was the Peter Pan plus Tis the Law. That's the, only, the only thing that didn't make it to Peter Pan was that it Tis the Law. But it was a weak field. It was not a classic race. So anybody who says Tis the Law, you know, he won the Belmont. You better say it with an asterisk next to it. Uh, he won the so-called Belmont Stakes, or the race that they call the Belmont Stakes this year, but it was not the Belmont Stakes. It was not the test of the champion like we know it over the years, which is what it's always been called. But it's meant to be a mile and a half, and for horses to do something they've never done before and never will do again. Test their stamina. Horses are, in this country are not asked to go that far. So you've got to earn it. It's got to be that's got to be the final leg of the triple crown. The Preakness is sort of just hanging there like your appendix. You know, it doesn't do anything. It's just there. <laughs> but it's you know the funny thing is the Preakness actually is the oldest, and the Maryland Jockey Club is the first jockey club in oh, the United States. So in that sense, it's got a rich history. The greatest thing about the Triple Crown, like you said, Steve, it's the race of the stamina. It's first you have the mile. Then you have the mile and a quarter. Then you have the mile and a half. And the horse gets two weeks to three weeks rest. And it's the whole stamina thing. And that's what's so great about watching Triple Crown racing. But, you know, this year, I think it's just like everything else. It's a throwaway year. Well, it, it, it is a throwaway year. You look at Tis the Law, right, who was a big, big favorite. It was, it was sh- shortest, shortest by his favorite in Derby history. So you look, you look at him. But the thing, he was going into the Derby that no other horse did. He was going into the Derby off a mile and a quarter race. So the main thing about the Derby is that it's the first time all these horses are going a mile and a quarter, which makes it intriguing. But by running a mile and a quarter four weeks before the Derby, I think it dulled him because he went a half and 48 and change in the Travers, and he went a half and 46 and change in the the, uh, Derby. And that Preakness... Just kind of dulled him just enough, I think, where he just wasn't sharp enough to catch authentic. Steve, it's always fun and and really a pleasure having you with us. Uh, to learn more about Steve and read his blog, visit his secretariat.com. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. You know, it's always too soon to wrap the show. It's wrapping? I know, it's wrapping. It's crazy. Well, before we go, we want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk about the crappiest lawns in America. Poo-poo on those pet owners who live in those houses. And we're also going to talk about how one small, cute, sick dog led to her owner's deportation. That'll be interesting. Yeah, well. and, and how cats shed the coronavirus to each other. Special thanks to our guests, Awan Golding, Dr. Cinnamon Dixon, and Steve Haskin. And, of course, we always have to thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coated ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And if you have any questions, write us at team at thepetbuzz.com. Mm-hmm. We'll try to share that with you next week. And if you missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the link podcast on monday morning and most importantly remember we're here each week to help you 
Take better care of your pets. Amen. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.